Hi, I'm Tony Mala, and welcome to the ASA Podcast, a program for automotive professionals that helps keep you ahead of what's now, what's new, and what's next in the business of automotive service and collision repair. This podcast is brought to you by the Automotive Service Association, dedicated to driving your success. And we'll be sharing information, insight, and inspiration that will not just help you make a living, it will help you make a difference. Hi, I'm talking today with Bob Redding, ASA Washington representative, with an update on what's happening on the legislative front in Washington, D.C. Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tony. It's good to be on the show again. Always enjoy visiting with you. You know, it's been an interesting week in our nation's capital, but we're still talking about the fallout from the COVID-19 crisis and the impact it continues to have on the legislative efforts to address the economic damage it's done so far. With the situation changing day to day, I thought this would be a good opportunity to provide an update on where we are on the various stimulus packages. Let's start with the Paycheck Protection Program. Can you fill us in on where that stands? Well, on the uh, Paycheck Protection Program, which, as you know, has been very popular with shop owners. We've had the original CARES Act, which established it. We came back when the money ran out with the 3.5, a fourth stimulus, depends on how you do your math, and fill the bucket back up for PPP. And the House has passed two bills, one of which could move in the Senate as early as this week. First, they passed a fifth stimulus package, which contained PPP reforms, okay? Mm-hmm. Then followed by H.R. 7010-7010, which is called the Paycheck Protection Program Flexibility Act. And that bill, Tony, passed overwhelmingly in the House of Representatives, bipartisan. And that bill extends the forgiveness period to 24 weeks versus eight weeks. It replaces the 75-25 rule with a 60-40 rule. And we had a lot of members who were interested in this. And I want a, a note here. We have some of our members that will hit that eight-week clock as early as Monday of next week. And then the number increases uh, exponentially. So having that eight-week to 24-week extension will be important for making sure that our shops take full advantage of the program, what it was designed to do, and that was to put money in the marketplace, retain workers, and help our economy. All the new PPP loans will receive a five-year maturity If we recall, existing loans have a two-year maturity. Mm -hmm. So that will also give some more flexibility to shop owners. It allows businesses that receive forgiveness to also receive a payroll tax deferment and ensure small businesses won't be penalized by higher unemployment benefits. We'll see what happens. We had two senators this week that have raised concerns about the House language. First, that it did not have language that was stringent enough on small businesses to make sure that the people that needed the money get the money. If you recall early on in the PPP loan process, we had a number of large corporations that did participate. Some of them, not all of them, gave the money back. This is designed to take this to a higher level as far as restrictions on who gets money and what they'd like to, you know, to see in the bill. So that debate is going on behind the scenes as we speak. But the Senate bill will has, have to pass by unanimous consent. And so senators that object can block the bill. And that's where we are as of today. The House bill was not moving forward. We do think it has a good shot of moving forward by close of business Friday of this week. So we're hopeful and uh, still encouraging uh, senators to support it or something very similar to go ahead and get it in the marketplace. 
Uh, you had mentioned that this is the fifth stimulus package. Is there anything else we need to know about this latest version? Uh, well, I, I think the, the fifth stimulus package will add some more bells and whistles to these programs. We know that there's some good things in it. It also provides some protection for all of these programs, the small business programs that we've taken advantage of as far as participation for uh, auto repairs. If money is tight or runs out, it's an opportunity to replenish in that fifth stimulus. So the House has passed it. We believe, ASA believes, that there will be a Senate fifth stimulus package. It will not look like the, the House bill. There will be differences, but that could either be worked out in a conference or we could see a, a compromise as we've seen in the past with some of these appropriations bills that the Senate negotiators with the White House will also be talking to the House. So a Senate deal could be acceptable to House leadership by the time it gets through the uh, discussion process. So well, we're keeping a close watch on it, and uh, we're hopeful that we'll move forward. So in your estimation, is this latest stimulus package likely to pass? And if so, when do you think it will happen? I think it could be we get on into July, but before August. So it looks like those folks who haven't had the chance to apply for PPP funding will get another opportunity to do so. Absolutely. One of the other concerns we've been discussing is a revival of the Cash for Clunkers program. As I understand it, this is a program that's been tried before to provide some benefits to the car manufacturers, but not so much to the automotive service and repair community. What can you tell us about this latest legislative initiative to create another Cash for Clunkers program? Well, we have some good news there. Uh, we're not done yet, but we have some good news, so I'll lead with that. The House language does not include, the fifth stimulus House language does not include a Cash for Clunkers program. Now, it could still be put in in the Senate package, so we're watching it closely. We've had an overwhelming turnout, probably in the best turnout from our grassroots contacts to the House and Senate that we've had in ASA history. It has really been uh, very encouraging to see so many repairers sending letters, calls, et cetera, emails to their congressmen and senators in opposition to cash for clunkers or these subsidized, federally subsidized vehicle retirement programs. As you know, Tony, pre-2008, we had seen multiple states, four or five states that had programs. Some of the programs existed where pilots were not very well funded. During the uh, beginning with the 08 recession, a former Clinton administration staffer who is an economics professor at Princeton University wrote an op-ed, I believe it was in the New York Times, advocating that the answer for everything was a cash flow conquerors program. It would clean the air and it would do everything but put two cars in everybody's garage. Of course, it didn't do that. And the program spent almost $3 billion that summer over a two-month period uh, even though the program was designed to go months longer, the original, I believe it was a billion, if I recall correctly, ran out very quickly. They came back in and Congress gave it another $2 billion, And it was a well-used program. Subsequent evaluations by the Governmental Accounting Office and the Brookings Institution were pretty severe critiques of the program, particularly the Brookings report. What we found in our uh, ASA leadership in reviewing those reports was that they did not take a full-blown account of stakeholders. Their review of the aftermarket was not inclusive. 
certainly not with auto parts, distributors, manufacturers, aftermarket, or with auto repairs. You know that we had many of our repairs, particularly in, in urban environs, that saw a significant loss of business. These were all post-warranty cars, 750,000 of them, 700,000 vehicles taken out of our shops, taken out of our shops and destroyed. Cars that were being driven. Up to $4,500 per vehicle was given to our customers to buy a new car under warranty. We helped clean the air and stimulate dealer and manufacturer pocketbooks. Now, important, I think, for this discussion, we've had three manufacturers that have come out in support of a cash flow clunkers program as part of this economic period we're in right now, downturn based on the pandemic. And looking back in the Brookings Institution report, the big winners here were stockholders and several of the car manufacturers, particularly ones that were reviewed by Brookings. One of them, during that summer period, during the summer period, saw their stock prices spike over 250%, over 250%. So you can see the motivation for anyone wanting this program. The losers here would be us. What we don't want to have happen is to see a good customer with a car that's being taken in frequent intervals to our shops for maintenance and repair to be crushed and for that customer to disappear with their vehicle. So we're opposed to cash for clunkers. Our members have been a really strong opponents of the program and are contacting their uh, representatives and senators. And we hope the Senate will do what's right, like the House did, and exclude uh, any type of cash for clunkers program from the fifth stimulus package. They don't work. They didn't clean the air. And it was a push for new cars. Many of these new vehicles would have been bought in a delayed sequence versus having for 4,500 bucks, I'm going to buy a car in, let's just say December. We're saving for it. But hey, if I buy it now, I get $4,500 free from the U.S. government. Why not? My car is not worth that. So you can see here why there was a lot of interest. They took the money early, the federal government subsidy early. The program moved quickly. It emptied out that summer. Stock prices spiked for the OEs. Cars were taken out of our bays and crushed. And things got back to normal as far as car sales in a recession uh, shortly thereafter. So it pushed those purchases forward. Other than that, it cost the taxpayers $3 billion. I recall that the goal of the original Cash for Clunkers program was to get older, more polluting vehicles off the roads. It was being driven more by emissions concerns rather than the current economic situation caused by the coronavirus, right? Correct. By now, most of those older vehicles have been replaced either through the normal retirement or trade-in process or as a result of consumers wanting to move up to a better equipped vehicle with more modern technology or as the result of lifestyle changes such as a growing family that would create the need for a newer or different type of car or light truck. Since it would seem the emissions argument doesn't apply here, can we assume the proposed cash for clunkers legislation is being driven solely by the economic situation? Absolutely. I think it's important to emphasize just how vital it is for the members of ASA and our entire industry to take action and communicate with their legislators when issues such as cash for clunkers arise. 
it really does make a difference when the industry is united and to speak up and make sure our concerns are heard in Washington, right? Absolutely. And uh, particularly, the numbers were in the thousands of shops that responded, and they are still responding. And uh, we're going to keep communicating with uh, independent repairers and encouraging them to contact Capitol Hill to say, U.S. Senate, don't do this. So we're very hopeful we can keep this out of the Senate bill. So we'll see. Well, having a representative on the ground in Washington advocating for our repair shops is something unique that ASA brings to the equation for sure. And we appreciate your efforts to keep us informed and more importantly, engaged on these and other issues. In fact, ASA is still the only national association representing mechanical and collision repairs on a daily basis in Washington, D.C., and we both know just how important that is when it comes to informing ASA members and the industry at large about legislative issues such as cash for clunkers and more that have the potential to impact our entire industry. Shop owners and others who want to get involved to take action or to join the voices speaking for their best interest can do so through ASA's Taking the Hill website, right? Yes, takingthehill.com. You know, Bob, in addition, you provide quarterly updates for ASA members to keep up with what's happening in Washington, D.C., and through podcasts like this and webinars that take deeper dives into the issues of greatest concern to our members. In fact, we have a webinar coming up this week, right? Yes, Wednesday at uh, high noon Eastern time. Well, we'll certainly look forward to that. But staying on top of the changes requires more attention and effort than ever before. And the stakes seem to be rising. Now, things are moving quickly in Washington these days. Yes, they are. And uh, back to work here. And even though the House is out, they, they're doing virtual committee meetings and caucuses. And uh, the Senate is in session. You could see the, the House to come back. Or they have an option now of voting through proxies uh, carried by other members that are here. So. Uh, I do think things will get back to normal here on the Hill soon. Well, Bob, I want to thank you for your time today. It's always a pleasure to talk with you, and you always leave us a little smarter. So we'll look forward to your continuing updates moving forward and appreciate sharing your insights with our members. So again, thanks for your time. Thanks so much, Tony. Take care. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you're brand new to the ASA podcast or if you've been here before, I encourage you to subscribe so you won't miss some of the great things we have coming up in our future episodes. Just hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening and you'll be good to go. If you enjoy our podcast and find our content valuable, make sure to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening to this. And if you're an automotive service facility shop owner listening to this podcast and you'd like to know more about ASA, I invite you to visit our website at asashop.org. I'm Tony Mala, and thanks for listening.